When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yes, guys, what's going on? Welcome to McCullough and Harrison Uncensored. I am McCullough. He is. There he is, Harrison. We are back for a little bit of Uncensored. To be honest, we're always Uncensored, but even more so here. And we've had enough of you. Should we call it unplanned? Un unscripted? Unscripted. Unplanned? Unplanned. Un unprepared? Unprepared. Just whatever, really. So those people that moan about us not talking about football, get a grip. That's what this place is here for. Although today, we are talking about football. Oh, fuck off. Yeah, we are. Shall I tell you what we're talking about? Cristiano. Oh. <laughs> Let me finish it. Cristiano Ronaldo is coming home, Steve. No, he isn't. He's coming home. Not, but he's not, though, is he? But, but we've made the group. Bringing home Ronaldo. What was it called? Driving home for Christmas. Bringing home Ronaldo. Bring home Ronaldo. Wait. Remember that? Are you being serious? No, nah, they're not involved again. But we are linked to him again. You heard the links? You heard the rumours? We're going to fly a plane. Bring him on a plane. Bring him on from Spain. And is, look, even if you get the money to buy the guy, the guy's on so much All right, we'll talk wage. about that in a minute. We're going to be talking about Cristiano Ronaldo. We're going to be talking about all the latest things. International football. The longest penalty ever. Have you heard about that? Yeah, you just showed me a minute ago. Oh, yeah. We were supposed to pretend that never happened. Oh, but the longest penalty ever? Yeah. In terms of run-up, Adam? Not in terms of run-up, no. Okay. In terms of decision and taken. Okay. Do you remember we thought Bruno Fernandes taking a penalty after the full-time whistle was a bit a bit wrecky? Mm. Imagine it being months later. Months. Months. Not months, though, is it? Happened in Chile. Happened in Chile. We'll be talking about that as well. And we might have Joe. No, we haven't got him today. Thank God. No Joe. Popping in. Loving Buzzing. it. Buzzing. But yeah. Cristiano Ronaldo linked with a move to Manchester United again. Um, this time, though, wouldn't it surprise me if there was something in it. Genuinely, Gen genu he was genuinely at the end of 2013, um, summer of 2013, and then Fergie was like, "Anyway, I'm out," and he changed his mind. At what point was he then in Real Madrid? They'd won a like Champions like League, four right? Four years or something. Had he been there? I don't know if he had won the Champions League then. Well, he's won five there, so I assume he won one while he was in that period. Like, was Mourinho? Mourinho was their manager? Yeah. Oh, uh, just left? No, because he managed Real against Fergie, oh, yeah, yeah. didn't he? Well, he left that season. Yeah, yeah, so he just left. Yeah, so Ronaldo coming back under Fergie would have been possible. But I think it's more possible now because of the coronavirus. How old is he now? 35? Forget, forget, he could be 40 and no, I think it doesn't matter, but how old is he? 35? I don't know. So he would have been like 28-ish that time. Still get him in his peak. How, if, we, if Ronaldo never left in 2009... Don't do this. How many league titles would we be sitting on? All of them. The guy basically adds 40 to 50 goals a season mm. to you. No matter where he's been. At least for that, probably 10 years, 8 years that you've probably got 40 to 50 goals a season out of the guy. Pretty much. 
mm. accounting for the La Liga exchange rate. Mm. That wins you trophies. Mm. I don't think you lose out on goal difference in 2012. I don't mm. think you lose out to the single offside in 2010. So there's an extra two. So that makes it, what, like nine on the bounce or something from 2007 <laughs> onwards? Might as well be Celtic. <laughs> I mean, you know, if we had Ronaldo, we may as well be Celtic. Um, yeah. How many Champions Leagues would we have had? Um, well, we lost another one, one with I'd him. say one. I'd say one. At least one more. I'd say at least one. But yeah. he won four or five more. And he was a massive... Well, let's not... Pre- like, he, he's an unbelievable umpire. And who player. else does he attract to the club as well? Yeah. Because players would come just to play yeah. with him. This is it, man. The short-sightedness of the Glazers going, Jesus Christ, £80 million. Fast forward seven years. Well, it, six years. Six years. Well, obviously not since we sold him, but like from when we were supposed to be getting him. And £80 million gets you Harry Maguire. Now, I don't want to diss Harry Maguire, but let's be honest... They're not in the same stratosphere. Mm. And even at the time, I think most people thought it was cheap for Cristiano Ronaldo. Problem was, he wanted to go. He wanted yeah. to go the year earlier. You know, regardless of the price, he was going. Um, How would you keep him? Pay him 1.5 million a week. Still a bargain, by the way, if you do. Because you've got to remember, we paid 12 million for the guy. Mm. So paying him however much that ends up being, 50 million a year, 75 million a year, still a bargain. While he's still banging in goals on that scale... Bargain. Mm. Imagine like Rashford playing with Ronaldo, things like that. Like the kind of things that they pick up off them as well. Obviously, Ronaldo played for United after Fergie left. Rashford probably don't get his chance. Don't you know what I mean? Like never know. But like those players learning off Cristiano Ronaldo. The thing nice. is, he got his he got his start because Rooney was injured. Martial got injured in the warm up. Will Keane. Um, he he's live, lives his life injured. Um, but Ronaldo, rarely injured. And I think that's mm. a testament to his work rate off the pitch. The guy's a machine. You've heard Paddy Everest's stories like, don't go around with his house for lunch. Mm. Not going to be a good time. He'll be like, let's play table tennis. He'll have a game of table tennis. It's the most competitive game of table tennis the world's ever seen. Mm. But maybe that sort of work rate and ethos rubs off on some players. You never know. Mm. No, I think it does. Tevez alone. I mean, you, won't, you don't look at Tevez and go, oh, that's a guy with a great attitude. But even Tevez said, didn't he? I was like, since I was just, motherfucker, he's always here at training. I'm going to get up extra early tomorrow and I'm going to beat him beat in. Him. And then he gets in, he goes, Ronaldo's just sitting in the changing room. Ah, tired and he's like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, you used to hear stories about him beating Fergie's training and that. And that, that kind of elite mentality rubs off on a lot of people. Cantona's rubbed off on the class of 92, lads. Mm. But look, we're getting ahead of ourselves. They're not what we're supposed to do. Is it realistic? No. I think it is. Yeah, think- do you know what? Yeah, the Glazers probably go, let's re-sign Ronaldo for probably like, what's he probably going to go for now? 40, 50 million still. Probably. You they probably let him go for cheap because they probably can't afford his wages right now. Think about it. Coronavirus would have fucked them a lot. Oh, yeah, because we were immune. No, we're, we're not immune, but, you know, we're one of those teams that are in a more comfortable you know, position. Now. Ah, uh, what? One of those teams that you see now and then. Yeah. I thought you said, have you seen our net? And I was thinking, yeah, we are one of those teams that you see now and then. We don't score 10 anymore. Or six. Or two. Conceded six, though, this year. Oh, man. There's been some batterings, though, over the years. What's your... What's the most uncomfortable you've felt watching a defeat? 
One of the most uncomfortable defeats ever was City at home in the League Cup uh, last season. Quit it with them fucking graphics. Um, and that was because I felt helpless watching us. I was like, oh my God, we're miles away from these. Mm. Just getting pressed to death. Phil Jones, David De Gea just... Um, that was when Bernardo Phil Jones Silva. kept trying to play out, didn't he? Stop it. And Bernardo Silva was fantastic and they hammered us. But only for a half of a game. Second half, we tightened it up. We won. Second and half. We won the sec- and we won the second leg. But that 45 minutes, just like... We're just getting run over here. And that happened previously as well um, in Fergie. We played skulls in midfield against Yaya Torre and it was... Yeah, it's like a tortoise trying to race. My worst battering, I'm trying to think. Like, ones when you're young cut you up, but that's because you're a dickhead. Like, you think you're going to win every game. Like, I remember being devastated by... It was a 4-1 when Rooney had that thing on his head at uh, the Etihad a few years ago, my season. See, I can't even remember that. I can't... But, I, like, 5-0 Newcastle, 5-0 Chelsea. Had a grey hoodie on. I remember them. 5-0 Newcastle, 5-0 Chelsea, but... Under Fergie, even a 6-1 City will be all right. Do you know what I mean? It's just one of those... Some of the ones in Europe. In Barcelona in Europe, uh, 9-9-4. Too young to remember that. But some of those in Europe that cut me, 96 Dortmund, or was it 95 Dortmund, 96 Monaco, something like that. We had Monaco as well, Bayer Leverkusen. Last bastard. Bayer Leverkusen. And I remember... Was it Giggs had a chance to dink the goalkeeper towards the end of the game and he just floated it over? Was it Forlan? And it's like, oh, just... The like, margins we had, of not we had, winning everything. We oh. almost thought it was certain we were going to Hamden Park for that final. Yeah, written. Fergie's final. Come on, man. And he was quitting that season. Was that? Yeah, 2001. So Sven, do you think he quits if he wins that? Yeah. Fucked it, innit? He, thank fuck, though, he didn't. Because he could have won that, okay, we've got three, but then he would have left. We still got that one later, 2008. But that period of time from when he was finished, um, obviously we won three on a bounce. No one else has done. Arsenal, we let them have a go, 2002. We won it back again in 2003. And Fergie, I think, was trying to change how United played and adapt us more to the 4-3-3, which I think he preempted. Or maybe Quiros had preempted. Someone had preempted it, I think, and that's what we was edging to. It didn't really work with Beckham and Giggs because they're not really the sort of certainly Giggs at the time definitely wasn't, but the flying wingers of like your Bales, Ronaldo's, Robins, and people of that sort of ilk, which really made the the four three three tick later in that decade. But look how long it took to Alex Ferguson from two thousand and three to basically two thousand seven eight when we actually got back to being a, a very very good team again. Now, this is the greatest manager the world's ever seen. This is the greatest manager the world has ever seen with a chairman in Martin Edwards who's given him what he needs. Veron, Ruud van Nistelrooy, Rio Ferdinand, Wayne Rooney, Cristiano Ronaldo. Think of that in five signings. And he still managed to go. 2004, let Arsenal win it by drawing loads. 2005, let that Portuguese fella um, win a couple. And United fell off. And I remember people at the time saying, Fergie's lost it, Fergie's lost it, Fergie's lost I it. I remember Blackburn. We lost 2-1 at Old Trafford. I was sat in where, not far from the dugout, so Fergie walks past us. We'd lost 2-1. Mort Gams Pedersen scored mm. twice. And I was 15, I 16, and I'm not used to losing at this point. And Fergie, you can't say a bad word about Fergie around me because I'll fight her. People and who make bruising, they say, sorry, need to learn how to stir them. Because that was like treacle at the end. 
and they, Fergie was walking past and two fellas behind me started giving him stick. Like, Fucking talk out. And I turned on them, started on them. So three, four of us are arguing in the stands about Imagine Fergie. That. United like, fans arguing. It, but, but it was in 2005. Like, people were on his case. I remember, like, I remember the forums. I remember the, the fanzines. I remember the message boards. I remember, like, <laughs> what you kind of had. A sort of, like, I remember the phone-ins. Um, I remember all of the, 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 the time is, it's all about this new guard of manager. Jose Mourinho, Girafa Benitez, um, who else would have been sexy at the time? Probably like 2005. Philippe Scolari. Alan Kerbishlis, it's about them. Philippe Scolari, <laughs> he was going to go to England. Remember that? Uh, yeah, but he was old then. Capello. Um, maybe not even Capello. Sven. Sven would have been in there. So it was these, this new breed of manager. That was, it was Fergie's old school. You can't be like that anymore. But then Fergie proved them all wrong. He won a Champions League, got to three Champions League finals. Um, and he also um, won three back-to-back titles. Like, he completely reinvented the team, made a, you know, a phenomenal team, arguably his best ever team. Mm. Again, after being finished. So if it takes the greatest manager ever, a period of five years from a team that had won a title... A team that had previously won three back-to-back titles and a Champions League. With the likes of Roy Keane, with the likes of Wayne Rooney, Cristiano Ronaldo, Rio Ferdinand. If it takes him that long to turn a ship around, do when people go, why are you always saying be patient? That's why. Mm. Because I believe it takes a long time. And I think sacking managers before you see the fruition of their work is wrong. All right, granted, sometimes you can see that it's definitely going wrong and David Moyes was that. But I actually think Louis van Gaal probably needed more time. I think Jose Mourinho went... Some bad times during van Gaal. But boring times, not bad times. December, we didn't really December get battered. We lost games, but we didn't get battered. Yeah, December was bad. No, you got to think... You weren't outside the Vitality Stadium with me fucking in the rain, crying. Outside the Wolfsburg Stadium after, after we got <laughs> fucking Nick Powell. Like, oh. But there's that an example. Like, he had Nick Powell to bring on. Yeah. He, he like, but he brought him on. <laughs> it wasn't like he had a prime Ronaldinho sitting there and he's like, no, 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 no. Nicholas. But I think he would do, Louis would do something like that. Maybe. He would do something but like that. But he won that. a trophy. Mm. Nah, I hear what you're saying. I think every manager can point to not being properly backed. At some point. Even Mourinho, even though he deserved to get sacked at the point he got sacked. He had excuses. But would have Van that six-month happened if he'd have actually got... He wouldn't lose his head if he gets what he wants. No. Even if he got... You know, you know how he kind of wanted... Didn't want Marshall to stay. He wanted someone else. He wanted Marshall, Pogba and Shaw gone. And what's interesting but like, is... But I think he even... That might happen. He even... He goes around that if... Like, he works with that if he gets the other things he wants. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? He doesn't lose his head as much if he gets a centre-half. That can make you more angry um, when you don't get what you want. So, yeah. Um, one of the things that I... You, funny you mentioned that there as well, talking about, you know, Rooney Ronaldo early days, and I'm not comparing him. But that's why I there do get go. so get frustrated about when people get on Rashford's back, when get on uh, Martial's back, when they get on these players' backs so quickly after one bad game or a few bad games. It's like, are you, like, are you looking at... Like, because like, I remember my dad saying... Ronaldo shit, one trick pony. <laughs> like, I remember that. Fe- and, I, and I remember, like. And, and by the way, Trashford, that wasn't just his old man that said that. That was. Everyone. Uh, probably 40,000 people. It was Trashford. a cliche, wasn't it? Um, 
And then, like, that's why I thought, because like, at the what age they're at right now, shitloads of goals. at the age they're at right now, they're doing so much better than some of their, their peers, some legends that have gone before them. Now, Marcus that's not to say they'll do goals what they've per done. game is better right now than Terry Henry and Cristiano Ronaldo, which is mental. But and I, what I think it shows is that it adds up to the game being a lot more attack-focused and there's more goals scored. And you, you see the likes of you know, Mane and Salah putting in the seasons they did. They, they wouldn't have done that in the 90s. The games were closer. Mm. It was a tighter affair. It was like someone tried to... Lukaku's like a goal off original Ronaldo's tally uh, Mm. best Mm. tally uh, in Milan are you telling me that they're the same? no but it's like someone pulling up I can't remember who it was I got into a debate with an Arsenal fan as you do and they were talking about that's dead hard to do because they're usually so like level-headed they were talking about Aubameyang and comparing him to Martian and I was thinking bro when Aubameyang was Marshall's age now he was at Senetian the most goals he scored in a season was like seven and he had won one French League Cup. Like, what, what we're looking at here are teenage players that are growing up now. They're not teenagers anymore. But they're players that are developing at the highest possible level. Under the most under pressure. The, yeah, like, it's fucking... And you know with a chop and change, chop and change of manager... Do you know where you fucked up here? Arguing with Arsenal fans. Oh, yeah, I know. I know. But sometimes... Just stop doing it. You that. can't talk. You're, you're right. Well, you can talk. You're talking to me now. But you, you're on Twitter... Arguing every day. No, I'm not. Maybe not with Arsenal fans, but yeah, every day arguing. That's what Jay does. I don't argue with people on Twitter. Does Jay run your Twitter account? No. I haven't been on my Twitter for a week. A week. But before that, his last tweet was him arguing. Wasn't. Guaranteed. Anyway, at least we haven't got Joe interrupting us talking about balls today. Oh. Mirror, mirror on the wall. What is the best brand for my balls? Manscaped, of course. And that's why I'm here to talk to you about... Manscaped, what is that? Is that an errant nose hair, a nose pube? It looks like it might be, and if that's looking gross, I'll tell you what else probably looks gross. Your downstairs garden, doesn't it? Your Grain lady rice, garden. baby. Is it? Yeah. Well, so look you after wish. them. I'll tell you what, you got to, and with it being so small, you've got to shave really close around it so it really makes you, it pop. I'll tell you why. Go on. I got it last time. Did you? Manscaped, yeah. Yeah? I, I listened to you. I know you popped up. Yeah. But I listened. Well, I'm here now to I replace got the cold Got some gear in, mm-hmm. trimmed my shit. Well, that's the great thing. Paddock20 is our code today, and you can get free shipping and 20% off your first order with the code Paddock20. Now, we've all... It's, it's, it's the 21st century, Adam. Everyone is tucking into their little downstairs knackers, and you can't just be having it. Like, these traditional shavers, I've done it before. You know, you use a head trimmer, and it comes out, and it snags the bit of skin. You want to use your nan's bick as yeah, well? Yeah, I use you? my nan's bick. Do you know those scissors where you, like, shake them back and forth, and it's sort of like shears, like hand shears? Use some of them before. End up looking like the edge of a newspaper that a bulldog's got onto. Oh, Nobody wants that. But with the lawnmower 3.0, Adam, there's no nicks, no nothing. The ceramic blade makes sure that every single time your knackers are pristine. You know, sometimes condition. when you catch, you him, could eat your dinner off him, mate. You know, when you catch him, sometimes does that not happen? That doesn't happen anymore. Amazing. And it's all because of the lawnmower 3.0. That's downstairs, upstairs. Get your nose hair, get your ear hair. There's a handy light on it so that if you're in the shower in the dark, you don't want anyone to see you. Maybe you're under your blanket because you share your room with your brother. You're over 18 though. You share your room with your brother. <laughs> You don't want your girlfriend, your wife to know that you're trimming your pubes in the dead of night. The worst thing is when you nick it, you think you've got away with it. Mm. There's no blood. 
Look five seconds later, it's everywhere. It just seeps through. It seeps and it never stops seeping. But with Manscaped, you don't need to worry about that because there's anti-nick technology in the Lawn Mower 3.0, upstairs, downstairs, keep it tight. And once again, it's 20% off and free shipping at checkout with the code PADDOCK20. Get back to your podcast. Keep it tight like a toy guy. Manscaped, God damn. What happened then? I feel weird. You alright? Don't touch me, that's illegal. Oh yeah, yeah, sorry. Take that back. Um, you okay? I feel like I wasn't myself for a second. Um, what was I talking about? Ronaldo coming on. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> you know every time I've been you... hurt before, Adam! We have been hurt before, but... I, I think this one might be a little bit possible. Might be a little bit possible, you know, guys. I'm saying there's a chance. I'm saying there's a chance. Do you have broke boys out here? Broke boys? FC? We pretend to be broke boys, but we know Ronaldo. Nah, we're broke. We're on about 500 mil worth of debt. We know Ronaldo sells shirts. Where'd you get that sort of overdraft, by the way? Because oh, my bank don't do that. My bank won't even give me a £5 overdraft. Jesus Christ. At what point do you walk in? Do you have to wear a suit? Walk in, wear a suit, maybe some nice stuff to shave. Right, hi mate. Can I get a five hundred million pound overdraft, please? <laughs> do you go in and ask for a hundred million? Well, like, <clears throat> you go in. So it goes from like hundred pound, two hundred fifty, five hundred pound, five hundred million. Like, at what point? Because I reckon you got to ask them for that face to face. You can't like. Text That's them. a gradual. You you first get a hundred million, and when you you first get a hundred million. Overdraft, and then when you're getting, when you first get a hundred million. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These are ballers, bro. That's like me and you getting a hundred pound overdraft. No, it ain't. I've put more in at that club than they have. Yes, we have, but they own it. A hundred million pound is your starter for your overdraft. Yes. I don't think it works like that. We've got players that are worth that much. Right. We can just put Rashford in the bank. I don't think you can deposit a man. Stand here, mate. What, what am I doing? <laughs> Stand there for us. This man's going to take your picture and a thumbprint. We can't put Rashford in the bank anyway. He's got kids to feed. And yeah. he's doing a good job a at that. A whole country's worth of kids. He's doing a very good job at that. How mad is it that the government hasn't got the balls to stand up to a young man from Manchester? They're shook. They are shook. He literally runs the country by five tweets a week. He's Manchester United's number 10. And England's number 10. And Downing PM. Street's number 10. Yeah, Downing, Downing <laughs> Street's number 10. He is the number 10. And what I, what I love about Marcus Rashford doing... I know we talk about this a lot and it gets boring, but it's not boring to me because I'm a massive socialist. What I love about Marcus Rashford doing this is some people would think I've got to finish everything first before I can focus on this. But he's like, fuck this. Smack bang in the middle of my career. I'm going to get on this. And for that, he's just amazing. I've already told you what I think about him. I love Marcus Rashford. I love him. It makes me laugh at people saying that he does it for PR. But <laughs> on one hand then, is that not... I mean, he's not. He, he objectively is not doing it for PR. I wish the government did it for PR. Yeah. <laughs> I wish the government were like really good to everyone for PR purposes. Yeah. <laughs> just be nice. Um, I think, you know what it is? 
we're so used to people in this day and age not doing something unless they're expecting something back in return. That when someone does, you're like, it's like someone come up to you and is like, do you want this? You'd be like, hmm. Even if you want it. I've been tricked before. Yeah. I'm not sure about this one. And I think that's what it is. We have this. But if the government are telling us we're fucked and we're broke and they need to take more money off us, we'll go with it for the ride. The UK is a very rich country, you know? Very, very, very rich. Not in the people. Not in the people, but as a country. We act like Broke Boys FC. What's, what's we're mad boring, is... Brad. This, we're going to get political for about 48 seconds. No, so. do it. Um, what's mad is that the entire world is in debt, right? America's in trillions to of who? debt. This is what I'm getting to. Britain's in trillions of debt. Some of that debt is debt to other countries, which is mad. Really mad. But ultimately, we all owe it to... I mean, like, Kevin Bridges got a really good finger on this, and he's oh, like, yeah. let's invade the Cayman Islands. <laughs> <laughs> but on a serious note, if we just go, nah, not yeah. fucking... The problem is, all, I mean, it's extremely complicated, and I think it's deliberately extremely complicated, so plebs like us don't understand it. But in a nutshell is, you can't just go, ah, oh, go fuck yourself, I'm making my own currency, and I'm going to print it, and everyone in my country can oh, use it. Oh, hyperinflation, man. Yeah, because then what happens is, that currency is worthless in the eyes of I did that in Nazi Germany, didn't they? Yeah, they were burning the pound notes or the, the You Do- see them pictures the of kids like playing with the money. Because uh, it was cheaper than the, the paper it were printed on to, to do. I think the same happened in uh, was one of the African It would have happened account, in many places, but yeah. we only learn But where it just about it went like three thousand percent inflation per day. Mm. Just like bananas. But that's what happens when you just decide to print your own money and the 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 exchange rates and all that lot is based on confidence. If your country was banging, you just was like go fuck yourself. Everyone would come and still play ball with you, but there's the risk that they would devalue your currency, and that's when you get hyperinflations and all the rest of it. Well, yeah, I mean, I besides that point, because otherwise think you could just print more money. If you want to look at weird things, look at some of these PPE deals and that, and maybe you'll realise there's a lot of money going around and feeding these kids. Is it a problem? Feed them. Feed them all. And the, the, the argument of like, well, people shouldn't have kids if they can't afford them. Correct. But also, situations change. Situations in a pandemic. Don't be a dick. Just, just Stop putting the dick in pandemic. There's no dick in pandemic. Mm. Pandem dick. Stop being them dicks during the pandemic. Anyway. Yeah. But yeah, like... Don't fucking... For me, you judge society by how it looks after it's most vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Correct. And that's just the top and bottom of it. Correct the mundo. If you can't look after your most vulnerable, then what the fuck are you doing? Homeless. Hungry kids then. Because even the people like fucking foreigners coming over here on them fucking dinghies and stuff like that, how... Uh, taking our jobs. How bad have you fucked up in your life that a guy can arrive on a fridge door that doesn't speak the fucking language and can take your job. And also, of all of the fucking if someone wants to had. travel that far like that, but let me. That's yeah. all I've got to say about that. Um, I love this new bit of art that we saw by Axie P19. Um, some would call it graffiti. I call it art. It's in Wivington, it isn't it? Yeah, it's in Wivington, um, where Marcus Rashford was originally from. That's what people say it's from Wivington. He grew up in Wivington. 
No. He was born in Wivington, grew up in Wivenshaw. No. He's from Wivington and lived in Wivington. But Wivenshaw sounds great in a song. Maybe, yeah. Yes. From Wivington, but that still works. Yeah. It's just bad info. Take pride in knowing that your struggle played the biggest role in your purpose. Marcus. Mate, that's a quote above his years. So like we were saying, like, there was a quote. I'll have to try and find it. Cantona had a quote about love when he was talking about his new wife. And you're like, those words don't come out of Phil Jones' mouth. Like, Mm. just really profound, deep, meaningful words. And you're like, wow. Them words from Marcus Rashford there... They're not a 22-year-old Mancunian footballer's words. They're, they're above that. Mm. It's like when we interviewed Eric Cantona. I don't know about you. Obviously, we were really excited. So you've got that excitement in you, which can, can potentially ruin the interview. Yeah. He's but, the only person I've ever been like that with. But also, when he speaks, he pauses a lot. There's a reverence to how he speaks. And it's like, you don't know whether he's finished or he's still in mid-sentence, or he's going to, like... Or he's thinking he, because it's not his first language yeah, as well, so oh, he's yeah, trying of course. to completely convey exactly what he like, means because he's very deep in what he says. That was the most difficult, not interview because of him, but because of that. Holding your excitement back. And not wanting back, to... Like, yeah, holding your excitement back, wanting to allow him to talk, but also getting all your questions in. Yeah. and Because like, you don't have a lot of time with him. And there were people standing behind the camera like looking at watches and stuff, weren't they? We weren't supposed to have a lot of time with him, mm. but he kind of... Obviously, the video was only 15, 18 minutes, but we spent like two hours with him, which was incredible. I had a beer and stuff. Oh, man. That's one of my greatest days of my life, got to say. I think I sweat a bucket in that. Just nerves. Yeah. I'm glad we met him before that mm. because it killed a bit of the... the uh, that night that we actually met him for the first time, um, at the Lowry, what we stopped and didn't fall into the trap of, the guy that was interviewing him did at uh, the Lowry, when he went to the Lowry Theatre. So the Lowry Theatre, loads of people were smashed watching him. So there was loads of football songs and Cantona songs and stuff in the theatre. But also, because the guy probably didn't have the confidence with the amount of people that was in there... Um, because there's, a, there's an awkward silence a lot of the time when you're speaking to Cantona because of that thought process that he's got, because of how long he takes, all that sort of stuff. The interviewer killed that interview on stage, the guy that was doing it. So it was like Cantona, from, he went, I've, I've mentioned this before, so I won't take too long on this, but Cantona was going down a rabbit hole talking about the role of FIFA and UEFA and how under-21s have to be like ring-fenced and protected and allowed to go to the game and allowed to be dickheads and allowed to be like boisterous and, and all the rest of it. And he was, he was going down this really deep and meaningful thing and he, was a, he paused and I'm sure he was about to follow up or wrap it up or whatever he was doing. And the guy was like, yeah, so talk to me about Sellers Park. And you're like, fucking... And plus, especially because we've heard about Sellers yeah. Park. It's yeah, like, kick the fan. Cool. Yeah. But I haven't heard this. I haven't yeah. heard his point of view on how corrupt he thinks UEFA is and how he wants to protect football as an entity going forward. And it, honestly, I was captivated listening to him. And then this fucking idiot, just like, yeah, anyway. Um, so tell me about Sellers Park. I remember that. What's your favourite goal? And you're like... Yeah. It's, I, I find that that's annoying. Like, when people get them big interviews and... Ask the stupid questions. It drives me mad. 
Mental. Or they get time with like imagine getting time with Cantona and then doing. What's your top crossbar challenge? Or top five favorite fucking goals. Oh, it's like come on. No, yeah. you ask like you ask Cantona about his thoughts on big picture shit because he's got big picture ideas in his head. Or wacky shit. Or wacky shit, yeah. Um, I still find it incredible that Eric Cantona follows us on Instagram. He follows what 11, 12 people. Thirty. 30 now. It used to be like 12. We were one of the 12, you see, I think, originally. Um, and then he changed it up. <laughs> Which is that. mad thinking that. He wakes up sometimes and looks at Joe's stupid face. And he only really follows, like, from the United, like, Becker, Ma, Like, very select, <laughs> like, people. And then us. What are we going to do that makes him unfollow us? Because he will at no, one point. No, he won't. Like, he won't. There's nah. nothing we... There's, there's nothing... He... I think he's... He knows we notice... You know when you know someone would notice so you don't unfollow them? No. I do. I, I, I block you all day. I block people I like. Block and unblock is very good as well. No. Because they unfollow you and you unfollow them. It's good like that. Okay. And then they don't get the block stamp badge of approval that they all want. You know what people want. Oh, look, he blocked me. Rattled him. Bothered. You can have it. I'll give it you. i dish it out like sweets. <laughs> uh, right, cheers for tuning in. This was McCullough and... Viva Ronaldo's coming back. 21's coming. Four's coming. It's all coming. I'm coming. Steve's coming. Anyway, Joe already um, came. I think you have to... Manscaped. Yeah, check out the link in the description below for, um, for Manscaped because somehow we have ended up doing a read for Manscaped. But it's pretty good. So check it out. You can get some discount on some ball trimmers if you're into that sort of caper. And you do want... Freshly trimmed balls because no one likes pretty balls. Yeah. Right, cheers for tuning in. Make sure to subscribe and we'll see you guys in the next one. Laters. Sports Social Podcast Network.